Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, November 16th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feast, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Kayai Sarah, and it means Life of Sarah. Genesis 24, 27-52 Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, he said. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. The young woman ran home to tell her family everything that had happened. Now Rebekah had a brother named Laban, who ran out to meet the man at the spring. He had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists, and had heard Rebekah tell what the man had said. So he rushed out to the spring where the man was still standing beside his camels. Laban said to him, Come and stay with us, you who are blessed by the Lord. Why are you standing here outside the town when I have a room all ready for you and a place prepared for the camels? So the man went home with Laban, and Laban unloaded the camels, gave him straw for their bedding, fed them, and provided water for the man and the camel drivers to wash their feet. Then food was served, but Abraham's servant said, I don't want to eat until I have told you why I have come. All right, Laban said, tell us. I am Abraham's servant, he explained, and the Lord has greatly blessed my master. He has become a wealthy man. The Lord has given him flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, a fortune in silver and gold, and many male and female servants and camels and donkeys. When Sarah, my master's wife, was very old, she gave birth to my master's son, and my master has given him everything he owns. And my master made me take an oath, 
He said, Do not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my father's house, to my relatives, and find a wife there for my son. But I said to my master, What if I can't find a young woman who is willing to go back with me? He responded, The Lord, in whose presence I have lived, will send his angel with you and will make your mission successful. Yes, you must find a wife for my son from among my relatives, from my father's family. Then you will have fulfilled your obligation. But if you go to my relatives and they refuse to let her go with you, you will be free from my oath. So today, when I came to the spring, I prayed this prayer. O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please give me success on this mission. See, I am standing here beside this spring. This is my request. When a young woman comes to draw water, I will say to her, Please give me a little drink of water from your jug. If she says, Yes, have a drink. And I will draw water for your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected to be the wife of my master's son. Before I had finished praying in my heart, I saw Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. So I said to her, Please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and said, Yes, have a drink, and I will water your camels too. So I drank, and then she watered the camels. Then I asked, Whose daughter are you? And she replied, I am the daughter of Bethuel, and my grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrists. Then I bowed low and worshipped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, because he led me straight to my master's niece to be his son's wife. So tell me, will you or won't you show unfailing love and faithfulness to my master? Please tell me yes or no, and then I'll know what to do next. Then Laban and Bethuel replied, The Lord has obviously brought you here, so there is nothing we can say. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go. Yes, let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard their answer, he bowed low to the ground and worshipped the Lord. Ezekiel 33.1-34.31 Once again a message came to me, Ezekiel, from the Lord. Son of man, give your people this message. When I bring an army against a country, the people of that land choose one of their own to be a watchman. When the watchman sees the enemy coming, he sounds the alarm to warn the people. Then, if those who hear the alarm refuse to take action, it is their own fault if they die. They heard the alarm, but ignored it, so the responsibility is theirs. If they had listened to the warning, they could have saved their lives. But if the watchman sees the enemy coming and doesn't sound the alarm to warn the people, he is responsible for their captivity. They will die in their sins, but I will hold the watchman responsible for their deaths. Now, son of man, I am making you a watchman for the people of Israel. Therefore, listen to what I say and warn them for me. If I announce that some wicked people are sure to die, and you fail to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. But if you warn them to repent, and they don't repent, they will die in their sins, but you will have saved yourself. 
Son of man, give the people of Israel this message. You are saying, Our sins are heavy upon us. We are wasting away. How can we survive? As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. Turn! Turn from your wickedness, O people of Israel. Why should you die? Son of man, give your people this message. The righteous behavior of righteous people will not save them if they turn to sin, nor will the wicked behavior of wicked people destroy them if they repent and turn from their sins. When I tell righteous people that they will live, but then they sin, expecting their past righteousness to save them, then none of their righteous acts will be remembered. I will destroy them for their sins. And suppose I tell some wicked people that they will surely die, but then they turn from their sins and do what is just and right. For instance, they might give back a debtor's security, return what they have stolen, and obey my life-giving laws, no longer doing what is evil. If they do this, then they will surely live and not die. None of their past sins will be brought up again, for they have done what is just and right, and they will surely live. Your people are saying, The Lord isn't doing what's right, but it is they who are not doing what's right. For again, I say, when righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and turn to evil, they will die. But if wicked people turn from their wickedness and do what is just and right, they will live. O people of Israel, you are saying, The Lord isn't doing what's right, but I judge each of you according to your deeds. On January 8th, during the twelfth year of our captivity, a survivor from Jerusalem came to me and said, The city has fallen. The previous evening the Lord had taken hold of me and given me back my voice, so I was able to speak when this man arrived the next morning. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the scattered remnants of Israel living among the ruined cities keep saying, Abraham was only one man, yet he gained a possession of the entire land. We are many, surely the land has been given to us as a possession. So tell these people, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You eat meat with blood in it. You worship idols, and you murder the innocent. Do you really think the land should be yours? Murderers, idolaters, adulterers, should the land belong to you? Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, those living in the ruins will die by the sword, and I will send wild animals to eat those living in the open fields. Those hiding in the forts and caves will die of disease. I will completely destroy the land and demolish her pride. Her arrogant power will come to an end. The mountains of Israel will be so desolate that no one will even travel through them. When I have completely destroyed the land because of their detestable sins, then they will know that I am the Lord. Son of man, your people talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors. They say to each other, Come on, let's go hear the prophet tell us what the Lord is saying. So my people come pretending to be sincere and sit before you. 
They listen to your words, but they have no intention of doing what you say. Their mouths are full of lustful words, and their hearts seek only after money. You are very entertaining to them, like someone who sings love songs with a beautiful voice or plays fine music on an instrument. They hear what you say, but they don't act on it. But when all these terrible things happen to them, as they certainly will, then they will know a prophet has been among them. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk, wear the wool, and butcher the best animals, but you let your flocks starve. You have not taken care of the weak. You have not tended the sick or bound up the injured. You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd, and they are easy prey for any wild animal. They have wandered through all the mountains and all the hills across the face of the earth, yet no one has gone to search for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, you abandoned my flock and left them to be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you didn't search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves and left the sheep to starve. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I now consider these shepherds my enemies, and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and in all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Sovereign Lord. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak, but I will destroy those who are fat and powerful. I will feed them, yes, feed them justice. And as for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to his people. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another separating the sheep from the goats. Isn't it enough for you to keep the best of the pastures for yourselves? Must you also trample down the rest? Isn't it enough for you to drink clear water for yourselves? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Why must my flock eat what you have trampled down and drink water that you have fouled? 
Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will surely judge between the fat sheep and the scrawny sheep. For you fat sheep pushed and butted and crowded my sick and hungry flock until you scattered them to the distant lands. So I will rescue my flock, and they will no longer be abused. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another, and I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David. He will feed them and be a shepherd to them, and I the Lord will be their God, and my servant David will be a prince among my people. I the Lord have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with my people and drive away the dangerous animals from the land. Then they will be able to camp safely in the wildest places and sleep in the woods without fear. I will bless my people and their homes around my holy hill. And in the proper season, I will send the showers they need. There will be showers of blessing. The orchards and fields of my people will yield bumper crops, and everyone will live in safety. When I have broken their chains of slavery and rescued them from those who enslaved them, then they will know that I am the Lord. They will no longer be prey for other nations, and wild animals will no longer devour them. They will live in safety, and no one will frighten them. And I will make their land famous for its crops, so my people will never again suffer from famines or the insults of foreign nations. In this way they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and they will know that they, the people of Israel, are my people, says the Sovereign Lord. You are my flock, the sheep of my pasture. You are my people, and I am your God. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Hebrews 13, 1-25 Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison, as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated, as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Yeshua is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food which don't help those who follow them. We have an altar from which the priests in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. So also Yeshua suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace that he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. 
Therefore, let us offer through Yeshua a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear and we want to live honorably in everything we do and especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Yeshua, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Yeshua, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released from jail. If he comes here soon, I will bring him with me to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the believers there. The believers from Italy send you their greetings. May God's grace be with you all. Psalm 115, 1-18 Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Why let the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens, and he does, he does as he wishes. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold, shaped by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, and eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, and noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, and feet but cannot walk, and throats but cannot make a sound. And those who make idols are just like them, as are all who trust in them. O Israel, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. O priests, descendants of Aaron, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. All you who fear the Lord, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the people of Israel and bless the priests, the descendants of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both great and lowly. May the Lord richly bless both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens belong to Yahweh, for he has given the earth to all humanity. The dead cannot sing praises to the Lord, for they have gone into the silence of the grave. But we can praise the Lord both now and forever. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 27, 21 and 22 Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. You cannot separate fools from their foolishness, even though you grind them like grain with mortar and pedestal. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Ezekiel chapter 33 and 34. 
And I want to set the context of these two chapters of when are these things going to take place. It's talking about some shepherds that are wicked and evil and who don't take care of the sheep. They abuse them. They cause them to get scattered. They feed themselves and they don't feed the sheep. So when is all this going to take place? This has certainly probably been an issue over the centuries, during the days of the early church, during the days of medieval times, during the days of the Reformation, and even even now today. So this passage, what is the signpost we can look for to get an idea of the timestamp on it? So let's look at Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 11 and 12. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they are scattered on that dark and cloudy day. That's the timestamp. That is a Hebrew idiom. On a cloudy and a dark day, this is referring to the Great Tribulation, the days known as Jacob's Trouble. And so this, particularly these two chapters, I believe is really talking about the days immediately prior to the return of Yeshua and then upon his second coming. This is what he's going to do. This is going to be his task, his assignment. His sheep have been scattered. What is he what what's the goal? It tells us in the next verse, verse 13, I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and the nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel. So the mountains of Israel is actually a reference to biblical Shomron, biblical Samaria, also known as the West Bank. It's the biblical heartland of Israel. He says, I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and in all the places where the people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hills of Israel. And there they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. So basically what he's describing here is what is the condition going to be like of God's people, his sheep, just prior to the return of Yeshua, the shepherd, who's going to ingather his scattered sheep. So he tells us a bit about this. And he says um, in chapter 33, he says, Son of man, in verse 10, give the people of Israel this message. You are saying our sins are heavy upon us. We're wasting away. How can we survive? As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. Turn, turn from your wickedness, O people of Israel. Why should you die? So in that in that whole chapter, he's talking about how Ezekiel is given the responsibility of being a watchman to warn the people, and that if wicked people do repent, then and and begin to do righteous deeds, that they are not going to die; they will be protected. But if a righteous person turns away from their righteousness, turns away from God, and goes into wickedness, then they're going to suffer the consequences for that. Okay, so 
let's get back into chapter 34 about these shepherds. And these wicked shepherds that are um, present immediately prior to the return of Yeshua, they are feeding themselves. And they let the sheep starve. In verse 9, Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies, and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. Now, we see the presence of a great evil descending upon the earth. We see the deep state and the globalists and the whole beast system rising. And we saw this whole pandemic come down back in 2020, and it went on into 2021 with all the masking mandates and the censorship in the media. And a lot of churches, a lot of the big mega churches, they went right along with it. They shut down. They didn't have meetings anymore. They just would stream their services online on YouTube. And then when they reopened, they went ahead and they wore, had the people wear masks. They went right along with it. There were some smaller fellowships and home groups that continued to meet the whole time and they never stopped meeting during the COVID uh, shutdown. And they didn't wear masks. Um, but most of the big mega churches, they went along with the party line and with the narrative. Now, why is it that the big box stores like Walmart and, you know, the big grocery store chains, they remained open the whole time, but the churches were shut down? So you can get COVID if you go to a church, but you won't get COVID if you go to Walmart. Really? And then the small mom and pop businesses were shut down. So, and then a lot of the uh, mainstream pastors of the mainstream churches, they advise their flock, go get the shot, go get the, the jab. This is good. We want to protect other people. We don't want to spread it. Well, the whole narrative has been coming apart at the seams. And now we see that more people have died from taking the shot than have died from getting the COVID disease, the virus. More people have had adverse reactions, terrible reactions, myocarditis, heart attacks, strokes, um, all kinds of disorders and adverse events from the jab. And it's really, it's a bioweapon. And yet a lot, not all, but a lot of the mainstream church leaders went right along with it. They were part of these evil shepherds that I think are described here in Ezekiel 34. They wanted to keep getting their tithe money flowing. Yet they shut the doors to the meetings. And so the Lord says, I'm going to come back and I'm going to gather my sheep. I will bandage the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and I will destroy those who are fat and powerful, and I will feed them. Yes, I will feed them justice. And it goes on to say in verse 22, I will rescue my flock, and they will no longer be abused. And I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them and be a shepherd to them. Who is this servant David? Well, it's Yeshua. Yeshua is going to be, this is going to be his end days task when he returns. His task, his assignment from the Father is to ingather 
his scattered sheep. He goes on to say in verse 27, 28, When I have broken their chains of slavery and rescued them from those who enslaved them, then they will know that I am the Lord. This is reminiscent. This is an echo of when the Hebrews were slaves in Egypt. And yet we're seeing similar conditions today all over the world with high inflation, high prices of food, high prices of gasoline. People are working two and even three jobs just to be able to put gas in the tank and put groceries on the table. And dollar store inventory is piling up. They're not selling very much because people have had to cut from their budget. And so people have become like slaves to a system that is rapidly, the wheels are coming off. The economy is going south. And and inflation is destroying people's budgets. When I have broken their chains of slavery and rescued them from those who enslaved them, then they will know that I am Yahweh. And the concluding remarks, verse 30, in this way, chapter 34 of Ezekiel, verse 30, in this way, they will know that I, Yahweh their Elohim, am with them. They will know that they, the people of Israel, are my people, says the Sovereign Lord. You are my flock, the sheep of my pasture. You are my people, and I am your God. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. So he didn't say, um, you are my flock, uh, Methodists, or Presbyterians, or Catholics, or Hebrew rooter tutors, or um, Calvary Chapel. He didn't talk about any denominations or church institutions. He said, you are my flock, the sheep of my pasture. You are the people of Israel. Now, let me define that word, the people of Israel. Who is Yeshua's true family? Are we talking about that piece of land over there that's surrounded by all those hostile Arab nations? Yeah, that's part of it. That's the name of that country. But the people of Israel includes all 12 tribes. It includes Northern Kingdom and Southern Kingdom. The Northern Kingdom is called the House of Israel. The Southern Kingdom is called the House of Judah, also known as the Jews. And the House of Israel, the Northern Kingdom, the Ten Tribes of the North, is the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. So the House of Jacob is Yeshua's family. The house of Jacob includes all 12 tribes. It's the whole house of Israel. We, by faith, are grafted into the olive tree, Romans 11. And there's wild branches and natural branches. The natural branches is the house of Judah, the Jewish people. The wild branches is the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish people, who've been grafted in by faith into this olive tree called Israel. And the roots of this tree include Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and Yeshua. And God, Yeshua, is going to come and ingather all of his scattered sheep who've been abused, who've been neglected, who've not been fed, 
and he's going to deal with the wicked shepherds who are feeding themselves and making themselves rich and not binding up the wounds of the sheep or feeding them. He's going to deal with them. So we thank you, Abba, for this promise that Yeshua is coming to ingather his sheep, to tend to them, to nurture them, to love on them, to take care of them and break them out of slavery and bondage, and to lead them home, that they're going on a journey. They're going to be going back home to the good pasture land, to the high hills of Israel. So we thank you for these incredible, wonderful, rich promises. And we pray, Father, that you will give us endurance and perseverance to go through the days that we are in right now until you do make good on these promises. Help us to endure, to persevere, and to trust in you and in you alone. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Yevrekka Adonai Vish Mrekka Yeah Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseh Leka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>